is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Breakout quarterbacks on this episode of the Fantasy Football Today podcast. What's going on, everybody? Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath here. Taking your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. We're going to put a second, maybe third round pick under the microscope, but we are continuing quarterback week. Hope you enjoyed the uh, fastest mock draft ever on yesterday's show. Get, get back to the uh, the signal callers today. What's up, Jamie Dave Heath? How we doing? Yeah. Wonderful. Good. Wonderful. Good. Good. What's so wonderful? You'll see. <laughs> yeah, we do have a nice surprise in store for everybody out there. Hey, start your fantasy football league the right way by booking your draft party at Buffalo Wild Wings at B-Dubs. You're going to get a free draft kit and enjoy a draft feast of boneless wings, three sides, and three shareables at a special price. Only at Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports, at participating locations while supplies last. Jamie, what do we have uh, on the website these days? What's coming up on CBSSports.com for our our listeners who will, who will be viewers of the website? Well, it's quarterback week, so we have a lot of stuff quarterback related, obviously. Um, uh, I think Keith and I both did sleepers, breakouts, and busts. Dave did his tears. Uh, we have profiles of several quarterbacks, and we have our reviews of our mock draft from yesterday. Plus, we have a dynasty startup mock draft that we're doing tomorrow. That'll be up uh, no later than Friday. So, um, there's probably about 15 stories up there. I feel like I haven't. Uh... I feel, like, I feel like we haven't done that, right? A dynasty startup mock? Did we do that last year? First time we've ever done it. First time. First, yep. All right, cool. Good stuff. Hey, let's let's get into the uh, the breakout quarterbacks. It's our fantasy profile presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. We're profiling underrated fantasy football players. Our listeners should get to know them. They could be the win the key to winning your season. All right, Dave, why don't you kick it off with your breakout quarterback? My breakout quarterback is Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs, as you guys know. I I went back and I watched his Week 17 game, and I liked what I saw. I know he didn't score a touchdown in the game. He tried to with his feet. Did that 22 times in 25 games at Texas Tech, by the way. And uh, just a couple of bad throws. The one interception he had was really bad, but he can make all the throws. He's got a nice, strong arm. And you put him in in what should be a modified version of Andy Reid's offense. I think there's going to be a little bit more downfield attacking with Mahomes under center versus Alex Smith. Sammy Watkins is new. Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt are old. They're going to mesh together with Mahomes. And the end result should be lots and lots of copious fantasy points. I'm taking him right before pick number 100 overall. Okay, yeah, he's going. Patrick Mahomes is the 16th quarterback off the board, according to Fantasy Pros, going after pick 100. So about round 10 in a 12-team league, 117th overall for Patrick Mahomes. And Dave, you are perfectly fine with that ADP. Of course. Yeah, all right. Of course. So Patrick Mahomes, Heath, what do you think? Oh, I mean, I love, obviously, Patrick Mahomes. I'm extremely excited. I, I just, I wish, I wish. Hello? I wish I was a little yeah, Dave. You ready, Dave? Do you know why this is playing? Of course I know why it's playing. I owe you guys a rep, so here's the thing. No, no, no. There's oh, no. no here's the thing. It's Bro, been six months. Eight, you want, eight months. You want me to rap to the lyrics? We'll do it today. No, I you want, want you to, to write rap? a parody. You're right. You want me to write parody? It's going to take a little while. Eight months? Yeah, I've been busy. August 1st. 
I can do it before August 1st. I'm not here August 1st. Wait, I'm going to do not? it when everybody's here. The parody's going to be good. I promise you I'm not backing out of this one. I'm just not ready. I don't have the parody written. Confession. I would rather just hear him rap the actual lyrics. Can Confession. Uh, I've, I don't even remember what the bet was. I know exactly what the stupid ass bet was. It was <laughs> Mike Wallace versus Marquise Goodwin. And it was late last year. Was it week 16 when the three of us had this? It seems <laughs> like, uh-huh. it seems like it was five years ago. And, uh, Wallace gets like 60 yards in a game and Goodwin had been putting up like double digit fantasy points every week. And I'm thinking I got it in the bag and Goodwin ends up not being great. And now I've got a wrap. And now I gotta write rap lyrics for Adam's listening. I don't pleasure. know why Adam said you had to write rap lyrics. I think you should just rap the song. It's just. I don't know. I, th- I think the. Par- I, I wish I had a little Todd Gurley. I hope my draft pick is early. Like you could. That bam. Oh, it's gonna be better well, than that. Well, that's that's good, but it would be funnier to hear da- Dave wishing he was a little bit taller, wishing he was a bowler, wish he had a girl who looked good, he would call her. I've already looked at the lyrics, by the way. I. I- <laughs> I, did I tell you this that I thought the end of the chorus was a six four father and instead it's a six four Impala? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went twenty years of my <laughs> life realizing, uh, not realizing what the actual lyrics were to Skilo's one hit wonder. All right, let's get back to the breakouts. Jamie, who's your breakout quarterback? Jameis Winston. Jameis. All right, but we got the suspension, and then there's he, a what week five bye? Is it? He's suspended. He is three games. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Oh no. Still a breakout, even with the with the uh, three games. Because we, when we talked about the when the news broke, I think we kind of said like you don't even have to draft Jameis Winston now, right? You don't have to draft Jameis Winston, but I, I still think based on a per game basis from when he plays, he is going to have a big impact on your fantasy season, and you should draft him as a number two quarterback with a late round pick. All right, so he will miss games at New Orleans, home against Philadelphia, home against Pittsburgh, back week four at Chicago, then a bye at Atlanta. Cleveland, blah blah blah. You can check out the schedule. Uh, Jameis Winston is Jamie Jameis Eisenberg's breakout. Dave took Patrick Mahomes. Heath, how about you? Who's your breakout quarterback? Well, I'll go with America's breakout quarterback, the most handsome man in America, Jimmy Garoppolo. And I this is kind of weird because I don't necessarily agree with his ADP, but I do think he has huge breakout potential. And we saw it in the second half in the five or six games that he played at the end of last year. The only problem, the only thing he was missing was the touchdowns. And I think that was more bad luck than anything else. This could be a guy who throws for 46, 4,700 yards this year. So you say bad luck more than anything else. He led the 49ers on 24 red zone trips in five games. That's really good. He scored eight touchdowns. So, uh, that, that's the one thing that worries me is, 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 can he improve in the red zone? Sure. Does he need a little bit of help to do that? I think maybe he does. So I'm a little nervous taking Garoppolo before the double digit rounds. I don't think he's a guy. Well, you I don't can, take, yeah. I don't think he's a guy you can begin the season with as your number one QB. Oh, I think uh, he's a guy you could, you could. Um, I mean, I don't remember who he plays week one. So that Minnesota. That's a little rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we're probably not going to want to start him there. But he averaged more than 300 yards per game, Jimmy Garoppolo, in his five starts. And, uh yeah, he's pretty handsome, I guess. Handsome, More handsome than Tom Brady, Heath? I think that's already been decided. I'm not the person that judges these things. <laughs> Who judged it? America. Oh, okay. So uh considering Winston's got the suspension and he's probably going to be drafted last of this group, 
How, who do you guys like better, Patrick Mahomes or Jimmy Garoppolo? Both pretty unproven, but both pretty excited. Let's go Dave, Jamie, Heath, Mahomes or Garoppolo. I'll take Mahomes. Jamie. Uh, I'll take Mahomes also, but just one thing with Garoppolo. Uh, I don't know if it's fair to judge his play last year because his receiving core was so bad. Not that it's improved dramatically, but Garcon better is, is, is Garcon back is certainly going to help. But, but his, but his play was really good last year, right? Yeah, but I, I mean, obviously there's going to be some regression, but I, I think just getting better talent around him for whatever it's worth is going to make him hopefully better. And Jamie and Dave both take Mahomes. Heath, Mahomes or Garoppolo? I'll take Garoppolo, and it really pains me to say that. Okay, but, but everybody's if got If it pains that. you to say it, then why do you say it? <laughs> well, because you, I, I think we've discussed this a lot. Mine are most, my rankings are largely started and based around my projections, and I think he's going to score more fantasy points this year than Mahomes. That shouldn't pain you. You should be happy. It, it pains me. I would like for Patrick Mahomes to be the number one quarterback this year. Last year there were there were several examples. Uh, we already said this stat, but you know we have new listeners, and this won't be the last time I say it. Every quarterback who had either two top twelve pass catchers, so a top twelve wide receiver and a top twelve tight end, or two top twelve wide receivers, um, every quarterback who had either two of those or two of those and a running back with fifty or more catches finished as a top thirteen quarterback. We expect Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey to be top twelve. Probably no. no. You don't have Hill there. No. Okay. Um, we ex- but but Heath and Dave, you have Tyree Kill top twelve. He's he's hanging on in my top twelve right there. Kareem Hunt, we expect with fifty or more catches. Yes. Yeah. Thank right you. at fifty. Right at fifty. So so bottom like the you know based on last year, Mahomes has a pretty good chance to be a top thirteen quarterback. The only exception to that rule was Andy Dalton. Uh, Tyler Croft actually finished as a top twelve uh, tight end in non PPR, but I am just not counting that. I do not think it is within the spirit of the stat. All right. Hey, podcastawards.com. We want to win it. Make sure you go on podcastawards.com and nominate your old friends at Fantasy Football Today in the Sports and Recreation category and the People's Choice. Podcastawards.com. Please take a look at that. I think you only have a few days left. Uh, we want you to join a league on CBS Sports. You can do that at cbsports.com slash FFT. It is the best place to play. It's great for dynasty leagues. You can trade future draft picks up to three years in advance. Commissioner tools are new and improved. The in-app commissioner tools are awesome. They're making so many improvements, and it's already a great product. We love it. CBSSports.com slash FFT. And let's just say you don't have time to get on the website. You don't have time to listen to the podcast. That'd be a shame. Why don't you subscribe to our newsletter, CBSSports.com slash FFT Daily. Get the advice delivered right to your inbox, CBSSports.com slash FFT Daily. Some random stuff for you. Let's do a couple of fantasy combos based on average draft position. Would you rather have Antonio Brown and Christian McCaffrey? Or, well, first of all, who do you guys like better, Devontae Adams or A.J. Green? Let's start with that. A.J. Green. 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 Clean sweep for Green. Okay. So would you rather have Brown and McCaffrey or Kareem Hunt and A.J. Green? What's the scoring? Half point PPR. (laughs) <laughs> well, if it's if, if it's half point well, PPR, the Adam, then I think I would go with Brown and McCaffrey. Uh, but if it's truly no points for receptions, I think I'd go with Hunt and Green. That's how close it is between these two combinations. Okay, Jamie, what do you think? We got Brown and McCaffrey, or Hunt and AJ Green? Brown and McCaffrey. Even in non PPR. In non PPR, I would take the I would take Hunt and Green. Hunt in and half or full, I would take McCaffrey and Brown. Right, Heath. 
It's yeah, this one I think and I, I I really don't like it when these come down to just the scoring system, but I think this one totally comes down to the scoring system. Yeah, agreed. All right, next one. Couple of Eagles or a couple of non Eagles. Jay Ajayi and Alshon Jeffrey. Jay Ajayi and Alshon Jeffrey or Lamar Miller and Allen Robinson. Jay Ajayi and Alshon Jeffrey or Lamar Miller and Allen Robinson. Jamie. Uh the non Eagles. Lamar Miller and Robinson, why? Well, I think Miller and Ajayi are somewhat similar, but I like Robinson's upside much more than Jeffrey this year. All right, so he's taking Miller and Robinson over Ajayi and Jeffrey. David Heath. So I'm I'm forced to start to move up Lamar Miller in the rankings because Deontay Foreman is on the pup list. There is concern that he will miss those first six games of the season, and it should put Lamar Miller in a position to get a big workload in, in Houston. And I also like Allen Robinson a lot. But I like the Eagles a lot too. I'm gonna, I, I think there's a little bit more staying power, believe it or not. I can't believe I'm saying this with Ajayi versus Miller. And, and I'll, I'll take lumps for this. I'd rather have Robinson than Jeffrey in fantasy, but if I've got to get Ajayi, then I'll take Jeffrey with him. Yeah. As it stands right now, I think that I prefer Miller and Robinson, but it's more because of Miller over Ajayi than it is because of Robinson over Jeffrey. I just think that I don't see a situation I guess unless Corey Clement gets hurt where we see Jay Ajayi getting a huge workload and it, and it may be that for Lamar Miller, even if he's sharing a little bit with Alfred Blue, but he's not, it's not going to be the degree that Clement and Sproles are taking touches away from Ajayi. And with Foreman, he was awesome last year, but even if he's back after week six, I don't think we should just assume he's going to be as explosive as he was before this injury. The one thing that concerns me is, what we saw at the end of last season was was Blue taking away touches from Miller. I just wonder if the coaching staff is fed up with him. Yeah, like not to the level of him, obviously, because they didn't do that or, or outright benching him, but just he has a short leash. Like if he doesn't get the job done early in the game, they start to use other guys. And I think if that were the case, he wouldn't be on the Texans right now. I think they could have found a way to move on from him. And I bet the reason why they couldn't do that is because of the injury to Foreman. And because that they were strapped with draft picks this year because they had to use their key draft capital to move up to get to Sean Watson two drafts ago. So I think they're kind of stuck at running back unless something shakes free. And, uh, Miller's just going to have to be the guy they deal with. Do you see any chance that Lamar Miller just has like a great year? Cause, cause he, re- he had 238 carries last year, I believe. Uh, is that right? It's close. Yeah, 238 carries last year, but he just was so ineffective with them. He only scored three rushing touchdowns, averaged like 3.7 yards per carry. He he would be amazing draft value if Lamar Miller could take those those mega carries and uh, be very productive. Uh, what what are the chances of that, guys? I think they're better than we have maybe given him credit for. And all you have to do is look at what he did when Deshaun Watson was healthy. We've talked before about how much a running quarterback helps a running back. And I would expect that's going to be the case for whoever's running the ball for the Texans this year as well. Okay. Was he that great? was healthy. Exactly. No, well, he uh, he had a game with 87 yards and no touchdowns. He had a game with 131 and two touchdowns. He had a game with 89 yards. I I think he was pretty good. I think it was pretty similar though. Watson versus non Watson. No. Am I wrong? That's I remember. Well, no, no, because that that bad stretch at the end of the year was without Watson. Okay. So, uh, 
Watson's last game was against Seattle. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. I, uh, I'm sure you're right. I don't see why. I don't see why you'd be lying, Heath. You're an honest man. He finishes a top 15 fantasy running back last season. He did it with four games with 10 or more fantasy points. Yak. Okay. That's uh, the fantasy combos. Three of those were when Watson was playing. All right, let's move on. That's enough about uh, Lamar Miller. We got a lot of news and notes for you, and uh, let's get to that right now. Andrew Luck is expected to play preseason week one. Carson Wentz will likely to begin uh, will likely begin training camp on the pup list, but he could come off any time. They're just being cautious with him. So good news on Luck. I don't know if I want to say bad news on Wentz, but not great news on Wentz. What's it going to take to move Andrew Luck ahead of Carson Wentz, Jamie? I almost did it today. I just want to, if they put Wentz on the pop list, I'll do it. So, yeah, Andrew Luck in his last two healthy seasons has been the number one quarterback and the number four quarterback in fantasy. So what are you guys thinking right now as we keep getting positive developments? I feel like we need to hear about how he's throwing the football. Is the accuracy there? Is the zip there? And then we need to hear about who's catching these passes besides uh, T.Y. Hilton. Once we get all that information, then I, I think yeah. it's all systems go with Andrew Luck because the, right. the things that I like best about Luck besides the track record is his offensive line's better than it's ever been before. Love the coaching staff that's there. And I, I just I think that there is potential for him to be very, very good. I, I feel like we have to see it first. The, the only other thing, and I worry about this with both Wentz and with Luck, but I wonder how much either of them is going to run. And Wentz's wasn't a leg injury, but are they just going to be overly cautious trying to protect him? Because his last three full seasons, 377 yards on the ground, four touchdowns, 273, three touchdowns, 341 and two touchdowns. I, I don't know how much, like, are we getting half of that? Well, so you said Wentz wasn't a leg injury, you meant Luck, right? Luck wasn't, yes, Luck yeah. wasn't a leg injury. No, it's a great point. Rushing's been very important to him. As far as the, uh, the offensive weapons, in 2004, well, really, yeah, go ahead. Let me ask a question first. Do you think that, a second guy, Deion Kane, Chester Rogers, Ryan Grant, can get 64 catches. Second I don't team. know if a second guy can get 64, but I could see like three guys getting 45. 45 to 55. I don't know. I, I don't think 60, 60, uh, what'd I say? 64 catches. Crazy. 64. Um, can, can a second guy there get 750 yards? Yeah, I know where you're going with this. I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. In 2014, Luck was the number one quarterback and, Reggie Wayne was the number two receiver on the team. He had 64 catches, 779 yards, and two touchdowns. And in 2016, Luck was the number four quarterback. And the, the, there was one, one Colts player had more than 584 receiving yards. So he's, he's been great with garbage surrounding T.Y. Hilton, basically, as long as he has T.Y. Hilton. Is well, that- it's been, and I don't think this will change with Frank Reich, is the tight ends are such a big part of this offense. And he has two guys that will certainly do enough, whether you start them in fantasy or not. But I would be, I wouldn't be shocked if you get from Ebron and Doyle what he got from Fleener and Allen that year. Now I don't think 16 touchdowns is realistic, but a thousand yards combined from those two guys. Right. 70 was it 80 catches combined from those two guys. I, oh, I, I think you got might get more than that from Doyle and Ebron. Yeah. Yeah. I, unless one of them gets hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you, you know that they went. And made the investment to, to draft a pass catching running back along with Marlon Mack, so Naheem Hines and, and Mack can certainly do what Ahmad Bradshaw did that year. And so it, it's very similar to what he's had. I, I don't think it's the, the weapons so much. 
The point about the, the rushing, though, is interesting because I think part of the reason he ran so much is because the offensive line was so bad. And so things break down, he escapes the pocket, and then he's so athletic that he's able to get out and, you know, and, and move that he may not need to do that, not necessarily to protect himself, but just that a need. So, uh, we talked about three breakout quarterbacks, Mahomes, Winston, Garoppolo. Are you guys ranking luck ahead of those three? Absolutely. Yes. Of course. Okay. Baker Mayfield signed his rookie deal, and Deshaun Watson is on the pup list. Let's get into some running back. No, no, no. He's not. Uh, He's not on the pup list. Don't scare us like that, Adam. (laughs) Gee. Not on the physically unable to perform list. And, cool thing for you guys out there, men out there, 66% of you are gonna lose your hair by age 35. We want you to be proactive. Put your, put your hands on top of your head. What you got up there? You need to get proactive on this? Go for it. Get on forhims.com. Forhims.com. In fact, our URL is forhims.com slash FFT for a great offer. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash FFT. If you are not familiar with hymns, forhims.com, it is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Our offer deals with the hair loss element of this. If you go on there, you're going to get well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. There's no waiting room, no awkward doctor's visits. You're going to save hours by going to forhims.com slash FFT. It is so easy. Just answer a few quick questions. The doctor's going to review it, and you can prescribe it to you, and the products are shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. Um, and, you know, this is going to save you a lot of money just by using forhims.com because ordinarily this stuff would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor, um, it, but not on forhims.com. But even better, how about a trial month? Five bucks for your first month while supplies last. Forhims.com slash FFT. That's forhims.com slash FFT. Save hundreds of dollars. Five bucks for your first month. Forhims.com slash FFT. To the running backs. Deontay Foreman is on the pup list. I got that one right. And the Rams and Todd Gurley have agreed to a four-year massive contract extension worth $60 million. I mean, for a running back, it's a big deal. $45 million guaranteed. Good job, Todd Gurley. All right. Wide receivers. Odell Beckham is at training camp. Julio Jones is holding out. We have an email about Julio Jones. I will read it later. And Cleveland general manager John Dorsey absolutely expects Josh Gordon to play this season. And Dorsey, and, uh, John Dorsey also said that Cleveland will consider Des Bryant. He didn't say when Gordon would be back. Right. He said soon, and then he clarified soon to mean three days, ten days, thirty days, let's just see. And he also wouldn't rule out a suspension being in play for Gordon. I, I strongly encourage everyone who's interested in drafting Josh Gordon to go online, Google his name along with John Dorsey's name, and see what the Browns had to say about him today because it is a little yeah. nerve-wracking. Not a lot, just a little. And, and, Dave, you took him in that three-receiver PPR league, like right. 38th overall or something? I don't know if I'm taking him today at that spot after what I learned today. Yeah, my response originally when the news came out was freak out. And then later in the day, I started feeling better about it and like, hey, this is probably, probably fine. And then today it was a, a you're, little less freak out. You're getting back to that side though. You know, your, your freak out meter was probably at like a one or a two entering today and now it's at a four and a half, five, right? Freak out. Something like that. Freak out more, of, uh, more of a three. Freak out of my, yeah, I'm, I'm higher than that. I'm, I'm at like a four and a half on the freak out of meter. Freak out of me. Freak, freak, freakadometer. There he is. Freakadometer. I couldn't, couldn't get that. Uh, other news. Donald Penn, Raiders 
offensive tackle. He's on the active pup list. He's on pup. Uh, Tennessee left tackle Taylor Lewan wants a new contract, but he will not hold out of training camp. J.J. Watt is in good shape. He's not on pup. The Rams are working on a long-term deal for Aaron Donald. Ziggy Ansah is on the pup list and safety Earl Thomas for the Seahawks. He says he's done. Oh no, NBC Sports Radio said he's done with the Seahawks. That situation is not looking good. That pass defense could be pretty bad for the Seahawks. Let's put a second round pick, maybe a third round pick under the microscope. I thought it was appropriate to do this with T.Y. Hilton since we talked about Andrew Luck. T.Y. Hilton was the number 24 wide receiver in non-P, in, uh, non-PPR. Number 27 in PPR last year. Of course, we know the reason for that. Uh, in 2016, he was top five. And that was his best finish ever. He was fifth in both formats. Career season, 91 catches. 1,448 yards. Only six touchdowns. So he's got a little Julio Jones in him. T.Y. Hilton has never had more than seven touchdowns in a season. But, Jamie, let's look at those 2016 numbers for Hilton when he was number five. Again, 91 catches, 1,448 yards, six touchdowns in 16 games, 156 touch, uh, targets. Huge, huge season, but low touchdown, like low touchdown rate. Do you think Hilton is capable of putting up 90 catches, 100, uh, 1,400 yards? Yes, and keep in mind he did that with luck playing through the shoulder injury because that happened in week three of the 2015 season. Right. So having Luck hopefully back at 100%. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I think we, we talked about this a little bit, the ceilings of T.Y. Hilton versus Mike Evans. And, and I think that's the only thing that separates the two of them is I think Evans, because I've seen it, has double-digit touchdown potential. I don't think Hilton does in this offense because he's not going to get a lot of red zone targets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been a problem for him. Uh, of his 28 touchdowns from Luck, only nine have been from inside the 20. So yeah. about a third of his career touchdowns. Yeah, he's a big play guy. So that can hurt the touchdowns. It's not, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, he, he just, I think is, it, it's, it's hard to say that a top 10 receiver is capped, but I just don't see him barring injuries to the guys in front of him being a top five guy, but he's, he's certainly a top 10 guy if Andrew Luck is right. I have a hard time believing he can get you double digit touchdowns all of a sudden, especially if, there isn't an established player playing opposite him forcing double coverage away because he's easily the guy you're going to take away on in passing situations. You're going to at least put a safety back so he can't beat you deep. That's the one thing that bothers me about T.Y. Hilton. The other thing was luck, but that's starting to subside now that it looks like luck will be ready to roll. And and I don't, I don't really see much of an opportunity for double digit touchdowns. I think that's, Pretty outside of the range of normal expectations, but I also think the six on 91 catches that year was a little outside of his norm as well. If you look at how often he scored touchdowns on a per reception per target basis, he, he would have normally had seven or eight that year. So I think eight or nine is, is certainly possible. Would you like to know his four year averages with Andrew Luck? Yeah. 81 catches. 1,250 yards, 5.8 touchdowns. Do you rank Hilton higher in non-PPR than PPR? Because 81 catches is not great. It's not bad, but it's not great. I mean, I'll I'll rank a lot of receivers higher in PPR than non-PPR just because that's their position. No, is he better? No, 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 no. Is he, do you, among wide receivers, do you rank Hilton better, higher in non-PPR than PPR? Is standard scoring Hilton's better format? 
No, uh, it probably is, but not by a lot. I've got him in the same spot. Yeah. And where do we have T.Y. Hilton right now? I've got him as a, as a top 15 wide receiver. If you want me to drill down, I, I think he's a round three pick. I've got him eights. Yeah, I don't have him that high. I've got I have, him, I have him 12. So we can call him top 12. Jamie? Yeah, I have 10 in both formats. 10. 10 for Jamie, 12 for Dave, 8 for Heath. 8's interesting because 8th puts him ahead of De- Devontae Adams, ahead of Doug Baldwin, ahead of Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill. On CBS Sports ADP, Jamie, uh, T.Y. Hilton, and, and this will probably go up. You know, as we get more encouraging reports, but he is behind Evans, Baldwin, Tyreek Hill, and Stefan Diggs. What do you make of oh. that? Yeah, the, the only one I, I, I would agree with is Evans, but I, I certainly can understand if you want to take Hilton over Evans. Just again, if luck is right, 90, 1400, and, and I agree with Heath. I mean, I, I think eight touchdowns is certainly realistic for him. If, if luck is not right, we know that T.Y. Hilton is pretty benchable. Uh, yeah, so. That's the concern, but yeah, a lot depends on the quarterback for for most wide receivers. And a lot depends. If you're a fantasy football league manager, a lot depends on that first impression you make. You know, Buffalo Wild Wings understands that being a fantasy football league manager is a tough job. It's important to get a good first impression. That all starts with the draft. If you want your league to love you, book your draft party at B-Dubs. You're going to get a free draft kit. Enjoy a special draft feast of boneless wings, three sides, three shareables for a special price to feed your league. Come in and get to drafting up some league manager love at Buffalo Wild Wings. That's wings, beer, sports at participating locations while supplies last. Time for some fun emails, then some average draft position review as we will take a look at round five, picks 49 through 60 in half PPR. Okay, uh, fun emails. Let's start with this. Troy from Chico, California. It says, hey, Chuck, Darren, Robert, and Adrian. Hmm. I don't know. You guys know? Chuck, Darren, Robert, and Adrian? Okay, me either. Three of those four are Vikings running backs. Uh, Darren. Vikings running back named Darren? <laughs> or maybe just Vikings in general. Yeah, sure. Darren Culpepper. I don't get all the hype <laughs> in the fantasy community for Julio Jones. Julio Jones has basically had one great year, one very good year, and a couple of pretty good years. Not bad. For a third or fourth round wide receiver. Unfortunately, Julio's been drafted in the first round most years, and he hasn't lived up to it. For some unexplained reason or reasons, he can't score touchdowns like a first rounder should, and I see no reason for that to change. It's his second year with Sark. Who cares? Sark hasn't been a good coordinator at any level. Just because the Falcons had a good year in Shanahan's second year as OC, it's lazy thinking to just think it will happen with Sark. It won't. And now Julio is taking advice from Terrell Owens? What could possibly go wrong with that, LOL? Now he says he's holding out all of training camp. Is Julio Jones the most overhyped wide receiver in fantasy right now? I say yes. Good email from Troy. What do you guys it's think? It's a good, it's a good email. And yeah, I, I want to see him in training camp. One of the things that he didn't have last year was that time in training camp with Matt Ryan to get in rhythm in a new offense. We can say that he played 16 games in this new offense. He probably knows it well enough. But that rhythm and that chemistry has to get developed, and if he's not there, it's not happening. I, I'm I'm sorry, Troy. I do not think this was a good email. <laughs> it's a, I think it's it was a funny, very email. very bad email. Julio Jones has been over 1,400 yards four years in a row. He's played at least 13. Well, he has 13 game seasons. 
Yeah. Six times in his career. He's had at least eight touchdowns in three of those. He's been a top eight receiver the last four years. Sixth each of the last two. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Are you worried about training camp though? The training camp holds up? If he's not there for, forget training camp. If he's not there until five days before week one, does that get you shaking in your boots? Five days before their first game or five days before week one? Five days Practices. before their first game. Like he shows up that Tuesday. I might start game. to get worried. Actually, they play on Thursday, so he'd have to get there like the Labor Day weekend. Yeah, okay. If, well, but, but Dave, I mean, drafts are going to be done by then. So, so realistically, you know, if he's holding out into the second week of August, what are you going to do with Julio Jones? Yeah, you're going to get jittery. You might turn to Odell Beckham. Well, I've got are, Odell Beckham ranked ahead of him anyway. Are you going to turn to A.J. Green? Nobody is A.J. Green ranked ahead of Julio Jones. It, anyone? No. I mean, yeah. I care about training camp for him. He, he spent time throwing with Matt Ryan. So, you know, it's not like he's taking the offseason off. And he, he'll he know the system. He'll be certainly motivated, contract, no contract, to play, not to play. He's a professional. I mean, he he's... He'll be fine. It's if if that's the concern, you know, don't draft Le'Veon Bell, don't draft Julio Jones, don't draft Carson Wentz, don't draft anybody that's either not playing or not with their team because you, you're scared. I mean, that, that that's certainly a way to go. It's a bad way to go, but it's a way to go. I mean, Julio's gonna be fine. Okay. Now, last thing, because this great email from Troy. This is where Julio Jones has finished in first in non PPR, then in PPR his last four seasons. In non PPR, eighth, second, sixth, and fourth. Eighth, second, sixth, and fourth. At wide receiver. Not overall. At wide receiver. In PPR, sixth, second, sixth, and seventh. Does that, is that a first round player? Probably I think not. it's pretty darn close, believe close. it or not. No, he's a second round player. That's where he should be drafted this year. In second round. Okay. I, I'm perfectly fine taking him in the first round. But it's like late in the first round. You're right. not taking him with the top five pick. We're yeah. not taking him as early as we did. Like last Adam year. says, anything after pick ten is basically second or first round. It doesn't matter. And it's if you true. get jittery, uh, up to a point. maybe maybe somebody gets jittery about the holdout and you do find him in <laughs> three, four, five picks into round two. But you're not gonna find him in round three ever. No. By the way, the Darren from Troy's email, Darren Nelson, former Vikings running back. They were Vikings yeah. running backs. Heath, it's called Tears. Tears, you know? Tears? Yeah, it's of a clown. The end, like the end of round one up to like the middle of round two, they're all in the same tier. They're all first right. round picks. You can't measure tears on, on hard and fast draft spots. That, that changes. Well, I'm saying, you know, from, from like Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon down to AJ Green, it's not that much of a difference. I mean, I don't, I'm not a huge AJ Green guy, uh, but, I'm not anti-aging. Forget that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Moving on. From Michael. Where's Michael from? Chico, California. <laughs> Dear Roger, Troy, Darren, and Tony. Those are cowboys. Okay. Who should I keep? Mike Evans or Travis Kelsey? Kelsey. I'll take Evans. Jamie? Evans. Evans. All right. Two, two votes for Evans. This is from Danny. Where's Danny from? Uh, Laguna Hills, California. Dear Michael, Lance, Rajon, and JaVale. Do we already, do we already have this one? They're Lakers. all, uh, Lakers, yeah. I'm having trouble ranking some guys at the end of round four in a PPR draft. Please rank Jarvis Landry, Sony Michelle, Golden Tate, 
and Ronald Jones. Jamie, rank those four. We got two running backs, Michelle and Ronald Jones, and we got Jarvis Landry and Golden Tate. How would you rank them in a PPR draft? Tate, Landry, Jones, Michelle. Tate, Landry, Jones, Michelle. Now, if Gordon is out for any extended period of time, put Landry at the top. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, that's good point. All right, next email. This is from Steve from a park called Severna in the old line state. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mike, Crow, Servo, and Gypsy. Very confusing email so far. Uh, no, I, I think that's, I think that's Mystery Science Theater. Oh, I've never seen that. What? Oh, you would love it, Adam. I would? Yeah. That is Mystery Science Theater, by the way. Of course it is. Here's the question. The fellas recently talked about the fun of being in a 10-team league. I am in such a league. How does your draft strategy change in a standard four-point per passing touchdown 10-team league? What do you think? I don't worry about floor at all. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about positions early in the draft as much, and I don't worry about them very much anyway. And I'm more interested in guys like Mark Ingram. Oh, yeah. Do you kind of lean toward building an all-star team in those smaller leagues? Like you, you'll pass on, uh, you'll pass Jarvis on, Landry. Sure. In order to get a great quarterback. Whereas you might not do that in a 12 or 14 team league. Right. And though, like in a 10 team league at quarterback, sure, you can wait forever or you can, if, if it just so happens that quarterbacks are falling, you can take Russell Wilson in round six. Which is ludicrous. That's building an all-star team and yeah. getting good value. Yeah, think, Everybody at home, we, draft Russell Wilson. I think we all uh, lean that yeah. way. And uh, Steve says, thanks, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Here's an email from a loyal listener in beautiful British Columbia. Dear Bert, Ernie, Oscar, and Barkley. Who's Barkley? Is that a- That's the giant dog on Sesame Street. Uh, I have a lot to learn. Lots of I, well, you're about to see a lot of Sesame Street, <laughs> Dad. Is that still on? Yeah, I think it's still on. My kids never watched it. It's not, I don't think it's on PBS anymore. Is, Jamie, is it still on PBS? It's on HBO. And I think PBS airs it, but HBO owns it. HBO owns Sesame Street? Yeah, it, it's wild now. What, what is going on? <laughs> uh, Jamie, should I trade Rashad Penny, Allen Robinson, and the Seahawks DST? Penny, Robinson, and the Seahawks for Geis, Cooks, and the Chargers DST. So you go from Penny to Geis, Allen Robinson to Cooks, and the Seahawks to the Chargers. Would you make that trade? No. You'd rather I like Geis, the Penny side? I like Geis better than Penny, but I like the other two things better. You like Cooks ahead of Allen Robinson? No. Isn't it Penny and Cooks? No, it's Penny and Robinson. I'd rather have Penny and Robinson. I would too. I like Geis better than Penny, but I like the other things better. Right. Okay. Okay. Okay, makes sense. From Jacob. Where's Jacob from? Jacob is from Lansing, Michigan. Hey, Frank, D, Dennis, and Mac. That's uh, that show where they're always screaming. Always sunny in Philadelphia. Des Bryant question for you. If Des Bryant were picked by the Patriots, picked up by the Patriots, where would you rank him? And where would you draft Des Bryant? I asked a few of my league members the same question, and some of them were willing to draft Des before Gronkowski around round three of a 12-team league. Not sure where oh. I stand in this hypothetical, but curious – what do you think if uh, if Des Bryant is on the Patriots? Don't leave this league. If, if they're going to take Des Bryant <laughs> in round three, if he ends up with the Patriots, stay in this league. You're going to get some good values on draft day. 
I'm I'd be hesitant to draft Dez anywhere before round seven, no matter where he signs, and that would include New England. Yeah. All right, Jamie, you took Dez yesterday in that draft. Yeah, round eleven. Round eleven in a three receiver PPR league. As my fifth receiver. That's a great gamble. Does anybody think he's going to sit out the whole year? No. I'd be surprised if he did. Yeah, I'm still hoping he signs in San Francisco. San Francisco? That'd be nice. Yeah, that's, you know, rumor way back when he first got cut. All right, that's Des Bryant. Those are your emails. Let's finish the show by taking a look at average draft position in rounds. Uh, round five. Picks 49 through 60. I'm going to stick uh, with fantasy pros here since we had done the first four rounds. Half PPR. And Brandon Cooks is the 49th pick. So I'll go four picks at a time and get your thoughts. And you're going to see three, uh, two quarterbacks and one tight end after Brandon Cooks. So Brandon Cooks, 49th, Russell Wilson, 50th, Tom Brady, 51st, and Jimmy Graham, 52nd. Jimmy Graham, the fourth tight end off the board, according to Fantasy Pros. So, you know, well behind the big three because Ertz went uh, 34th, Graham went 52nd. But Graham goes ahead of Olsen, ahead of Ingram, ahead of a lot of guys. Anyway, uh, those first four picks of round five are Brandon Cooks, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, and Jimmy Graham. Dave, why don't you give me your reaction there? I think they're all a little too soon. But if I had to pick one from that group, because it's PPR, I would say it's Cooks. I'm not excited by Brandon Cooks ending it's up in PPR. L.A. It's half PPR. It's half PPR. It's almost the same thing. I, uh, I, I, I think Cooks can do better than what Sammy Watkins did last year, but I don't think he's going back to 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns like we saw in his previous stops. Mm-hmm. Now, I should refresh everyone's memory. It's been about a week since we've done this. The end of round four, we had Allen Robinson, Demarius Thomas, and Juju Smith-Schuster come off the board. So Cooks is the first pick of round five. He's right after those three, Smith-Schuster, Robinson, and Demarius. And then Wilson and Brady, 50 and 51st overall. Heath, is that too early? Just right for those guys, the third and fourth QBs off the board, Wilson and Brady? I have Cooks, Graham, and Brady all just barely behind this, 54 through 57 in my ranks. So I don't really have a problem with the ADP of those three. I'm a little bit less optimistic about Russell Wilson just because I'm worried about, I'm worried about their offense as a whole and I'm worried about their game plan. And, um, so I, I wouldn't take Wilson in the fifth, but the rest of these guys are fine with me. All right, Jamie, let's take a look at the next four picks, 53 through 56. Mark Ingram, Golden Tate. Remember, this is half PPR. Tate's the 23rd wide receiver off the board. Ingram's the 23rd running back off the board. Uh, Mark Ingram. Then Evan Ingram. And then Marvin Jones. Mark Ingram, Golden Tate, Evan Ingram, and Marvin Jones. We are at the point in the draft, middle of round five in a 12-team league, where we are – Tapping out the top 24 of running backs and receivers. And again, they are Mark Ingram, Golden Tate, Evan Ingram, and Marvin Jones. Your thoughts, Jamie? Love Ingram and Tate in this spot. Hate Evan Ingram in this spot. Uh, sorry, love Mark Ingram <laughs> and Golden Tate in this spot. Hate, hate Evan Ingram in this spot. And I'm fine with Marvin Jones here. You're fine with Marvin Jones. So Tate obviously is going to be ahead of oh, – I shouldn't say obviously, but I assume it's obvious, Jamie. Tate ahead of Marvin Jones in PPR, right? Full point? Yeah. Any PPR scoring, I would take Tate ahead of Marvin Jones. He's okay. going to catch 90 passes. That's what he does. And I don't think he will be impacted by Kenny Galladay like Marvin Jones will be. How about a non-PPR, Jamie? Who do you, which Lions wide receiver do you like? Jones. Do you think Tate could be impacted by the run game there? Because a lot of what he does are, you know, short area passes, screens, 
quick hits. Do you think that that goes away a little bit if they're able to run the ball more? I, I think it does, but until I see it, I'm still ranking Tate like he's going to get those 90 catches. I don't have a concern with their run game improving, impacting Tate. I think Tate will be the same guy he's been because it's not they're going to – I think they'll have the ball more. I don't think that they're going to change Matthew Stafford's volume dramatically. So while I do expect them to run the ball better, I still expect Tate to have his usual complement of production. All right, last four picks of round five, picks 57 through 60. I'll give you the first eight again. Wilson, uh, no, Cooks, Wilson, Brady, Jimmy Graham, Mark Ingram, Golden Tate, Evan Ingram, Marvin Jones, and finally these four. Lamar Miller, Jarvis Landry, Sony Michelle, and Greg Olson. Lamar Miller, Jarvis Landry, Sony Michelle, and Greg Olson in half PPR. Heath, this is the end of round five. Yeah, I, I think Lamar Miller there is very good value, and I expect with the Foreman news, his ADP will start to climb. I am not really interested in spending a fifth-round pick on Sony Michelle there. I'd rather take Rex Burkhead there. Uh, I think Greg Olson's fine. And then who was the other one? Landry, Jarvis Landry. If this, I, That's probably just about right. I would take Landry earlier than this in a full PPR, and I wouldn't take him this early in a non-PPR, so in half PPR, that's this is probably a good spot for him as well. So I think there's two picks there with Olsen and Landry that are right where they need to be. And Michelle's too early, and Lamar Miller is not going to be available at this point for much longer. I mean, you think Michelle's too early? Um, people are very split on him. Some people are really excited about Sony Michelle. Jamie is is Michelle at 59 overall, the 25th running back off the board, half PPR. Is that good value? What do you think? No, it's not good value. Um, it, it could be, uh, by the time the year's over, but going into it, no. Um, you, know, you, you have, like, like he said, you have Rex Burkhead. I, I, I'm very curious to see how they're going to use James White in Julian Edelman's absence, because I think he's going to end up playing a lot more, um, on the field, maybe with one of these guys. Uh, if he's on the field with one of them, it would make a lot of sense that he's on the field with Burkhead more so than with Michelle. But, um, if you go back to the start of last season, they gave the big, the big back, at the time was Gillisley, could be Jeremy Hill. They gave that guy a lot of work, and, and you wonder if the same thing will happen if they feel Gillisley's better or they just get enthralled with Jeremy Hill and, and if he's, you know, bouncing back to any semblance of his rookie season. So I, I just, I'm nervous about Michelle, you know, all of a sudden coming in and becoming the next, uh, the next Deion Lewis. I think it's a round too soon. I think he's, I think he's worth taking in round six in any format. And I think if you draft him, you just have to remember to be patient with him. It could take, it could take six weeks before you see him getting a, a regular workload that you'd be comfortable with. 13, 14, 15 touches. I don't think he's going to be red hot to start the season, but I think by the end of the year, you'll be glad you took him in round six. Final takeaway from round five is three tight ends off the board. Tight ends four, five, and six. Jimmy Graham, Evan Ingram, Greg Olson. What do you think about that, guys? We're, we're all going to say that one of those tight ends shouldn't be a top six tight end, but we might all have different answers on who should be kicked out of the group. I don't think Jimmy Graham is a top six tight end, especially in PPR. And I know Jamie, I, Jamie doesn't think Evan Ingram belongs there. Or Graham, for me. Or Graham. But Olsen, yes. And Heath? I'm fine with Olsen and Graham there. I, I'm not taking Evan Ingram there. Uh, is this a good round for for those guys? Are they better than 
the running backs and wide receivers coming off the board, the Golden Tates and the Marvin Jones and the Lamar Millers of the world? I mean, no. I, I, I did this yesterday at the end of the fifth round. No, fourth round. Um, no, fifth round. I'm sorry. Uh, I had a running back, three receivers, and I just saw the group of running backs that I was fine with. One of the three guys, I think it was Carryon Johnson, Jamal Williams, and I forget who the third one was. Um, and I, I just thought Olsen, because I think he's the fourth best tight end, I thought that was the best value at the end of the fifth round. Okay. I yeah, I think they they this is a good spot for those guys just because maybe not they're because they're better than the guys that are being drafted in this round, but I think they're definitely better than what's left after this round. Okay, you mean the the running backs and wide receivers that are left after this round. Right. Okay, big drop off there, so let's get those tight ends. And we do have more tight ends coming off the board in, in the next round, and we'll talk about that on our next show. Thank you guys very much. This has been Fantasy Football Today. Please email us, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Also try to get to some voicemails this week, and we'll do some fantasy regulators soon. If you have a league issue and you want the regulators to take a look at it, uh, write an email to fantasyfootball at cbsi.com and put fantasy football regulators in the subject line. Fantasy football regulators. And try not to write a novel if you can. The voicemail uh, phone number is 954-689-CRAP. What is it? 3199? You don't even know your own phone number? Pretty sure that's right. 954-689-689. And we'll hear from you via voicemail. For Dave, if it's not, then someone's going to have yeah, a lot of oh, voicemails God. in a couple of days. Feel bad for whoever's death that is. For Dave, for Jamie, for Heath, I'm Adam. We will talk to you on Thursday on Fantasy Football Today. See ya! Na-na-na-na-na-na-na! Nah, 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 nah. nah.